Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Fourth and Inches Show with Jana and the Sherpa. I'm Jana, and we'll be joined shortly here by the Sherpa. I believe he's having a couple of technical difficulties, but don't worry, he'll be here with us. He's off his bye this week. Uh, so we've got another fun-filled week for you. Uh, we've got the last of our bye weeks finally upon us. Only four teams on a bye this week, Carolina, Indianapolis, San Francisco, and the Jets. So while we have some holes to fill, not nearly as bad as it's been the last few weeks. So oh, breathe a sigh of relief. <laughs> now we're at the point in the season. You've got three weeks left in your regular season for most fantasy football leagues. All you crazy people that take it down to the wire, you're the exception here. So your trade deadline's passed. Now it's crunch time. It's the time to get hunting on the waiver wire, figuring out your long-term plan. You're not just going week to week now. If you're in the playoff hunt and if, you know, you're you're looking pretty good going into the next few weeks, you got to start strategizing for the playoffs themselves. So we're here to help you with that. And, of course, your daily fantasy needs, all of your stuff for this week, both season-long, daily, injuries, predictions, news and notes, all that good stuff. We've got all that coming up for you. As always, we're here every Wednesday night from 9 to 10. We've got a full hour, of course, if you're listening live or after the fact. Thanks for downloading. (laughs) If this is your first time here, what have you been waiting for? You can always catch up on uh, past episodes in the archive if you just miss our banter when we're not with you. And, of course, you can find us all week long all over social media. FantasyFootballSherpa.com is our hub. You can find everything there as well as updated rankings every week. And you can find us on Facebook at Fantasy Football Sherpa Fan Page, on Twitter at the number 4 THN Inches Show, Fantasy underscore Sherpa, and JKIM16. So we're here to help you all week long, not just tonight. So if you're looking for, uh, you know, Thursday or Sunday, you're trying to figure out, I need a quick waiver wire pick, I need uh, I need lineup help, whatever it is, we've got you covered. So don't worry about that. We've got an action-packed show coming up for you. We've got Sherpa back on the line here, like I said, dealing with a couple technical difficulties, but he came in, so we're we're good there. And uh, we'll jump right into the fun-filled injuries. We did have a couple of big ones. And, of course, uh, we're still dealing with the Ezekiel Elliott suspension, which, as of today, he has officially dropped his appeal and is going to serve the full six games. So, as a Cowboys fan, I was kind of hoping we might get down to four, but we'll take what we can get. (laughs) And so... uh, in the meantime, uh, we've got obviously we'll be looking at the Cowboys running back situation. We'll give you all of our predictions. We're going to go uh, position by position, give you our who to start, who to sit, who to avoid, all that good stuff, as well as game predictions itself, your daily fantasy picks, and uh, all of the the good stuff as far as waiver wires, which is the really important stuff this week. So let's take a look first and foremost. Uh, we had a couple of well, not just injuries, but we also have uh, a change in starting quarterback out in Buffalo. We'll talk a little bit more positionally uh, about the ramifications there, but the Bills have decided to bench Tyrod Taylor, and they're going to start Nathan Peterman, the rookie, this this week. Uh, Tyrod Taylor's come out and said that he was none too thrilled about that. What do you think about it, Sherpa, about this change at uh, quarterback for the Bills? Do you think it's going to be the answer, or you think this is too little too late? It, the timing of it is what's more bizarre than anything. I mean, they still have a shot at the playoffs, and to go with a rookie quarterback right. in this situation just makes no sense. I mean, I have him in a dynasty league, but my own you know, biases aside, hmm. you know, just as if you're a Bills fan or even if you're not a Bills fan, it just makes no sense whatsoever, the timing of it, unless there's a lot more to the story than what we know. I mean, I didn't think Tyrod Taylor was playing badly. I mean, he wasn't lighting the world on fire. He wasn't necessarily doing everything that we hope he's capable of, but I thought he was he was serviceable. He was doing his job. I didn't I didn't think that a change needed to be made. No, but I guess losing to the – I mean, they've lost uh, – what to it, the Jets it was embarrassing. The Saints the last couple <laughs> weeks, you know, especially the Jets, I that mean, was pretty embarrassing. Obviously, I the last two weeks I predicted them to be closer games. You were very much right on both of those, <laughs> unfortunately, and Tyrod Taylor will probably agree was very wrong on those. But no, I, I guess maybe it's just they're trying to find some kind of a spark. I just I don't know. 
Maybe they should let Richie Incognito play quarterback. Hey, why not? <laughs> he can do it all. <laughs> Man of many talents. He packs a mean punch. Now here, we understand. Cause. <laughs> oh, so you ready to sport. dive into the the waiver wire fun this week? Sure. And, oh, just a quick – I just wanted to thank you publicly for holding down the fourth the last couple weeks while I wasn't able to participate in the show. So, uh, as you said, you know, I All wasn't good. here to defend myself, but I still enjoyed listening. So, thank you for uh, carrying my weight, too. Lucky for all of you, he's back to defend himself. And I, unfortunately, this week moved into Redskins territory, so I've got a whole other population of people to make upset. So, let's get excited about that. <laughs> Sounds like fun. Where do we start? Uh, let's take a look at running backs. Definitely a couple of big injuries this week. Uh, it looks like Devontae Freeman, as of this morning, with that concussion, is not looking like he's going to play this week. Rob Kelly's still dealing with a knee injury. Aaron Jones in Green Bay looks like he's going to be out three to six weeks with that MCL sprain. Eddie Lacy still dealing with the groin injury. He didn't play last week. Terrence West and C.J. Procise still both dealing with their calf and ankle injuries, respectively. And then on a bye, you've got Christian McCafferty, Jonathan Stewart, Matt Forte, Bilal Powell, Elijah McGuire, Frank Gore, Marlon Mack, Carlos Hyde, and Matt Breida. So at least it's a little lighter of a bye week, but you know, we've got some names out for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not yeah. a – you know, the, the injuries, I think, are more of a concern, you know, with Freeman and Jones – you know, Mont- yeah, you know Kelly on IR for the year now, and Montgomery with his ribs. I think that's probably going to set people people's fantasy teams back more than uh, losing Christian McCaffrey, although he's shown signs of life, uh, especially this past yeah. week. Yeah, I mean he's not yeah. going away. How about nope. the waiver wire? You got anybody you're loving this week? Yeah, I, I guess the two that got picked up in most of the. Leagues that you know I play in this week, uh, Jamal Williams with the Packers has a pretty favorable mm-hmm. matchup this week, and then also you know Samaj P. Ryan with Kelly going on IR and you know still concerns yeah. about Thompson whether he's an every down back or not. You know P. Ryan should get another shot, and then if you want to look a little bit uh, deeper in the barrel, Rex Burkhard, Burkhead with the uh, Patriots and Damian Williams with the Dolphins would be two I'd you know have my eye on if I were in a much deeper league. I think Rod Smith is an interesting one. We've talked about him the last couple oh, yeah. of weeks with trying to figure out who's who's going to be the guy. What did you make of that um, this, uh, first week? You know, the whole Dallas. I mean, they they really want... I mean, I know it's a little different when you're getting blown out and you have to throw more. But yeah. you know, what do you expect going forward? And no, can we take anything from what happens Sunday? Yeah, I mean, they're gonna they want Alfred Morris to be the starter, and and quite frankly, I'm I think that's probably the best. You know, if you're going to name a quote-unquote starter, but I think Rod Smith's my favorite uh, favorite one. I actually picked him up last week in a couple of leagues just to stash him, hoping it would work out. But he was somebody who was in the preseason, and, and the few snaps that he had gotten had shown some nice explosiveness. And he led the team in snaps last week, which I mean, again, in a blowout isn't necessarily the best indicator, but in a PPR league, it looks good. Um, it, it's Certainly the Cowboys are going to have to score an awful lot of points. (laughs) Their defense didn't do them a whole lot of favors, and Sean Lee's out now. But I think Rod Smith, if you're in a deeper league or maybe in a flex option, um, I don't know if necessarily this is the week I'd start him, but I like having him for down the road because I think his role is going to grow. Okay, makes sense. Uh, Mm -hmm. How about your uh, top ten running backs for this week? Who, Who do you like? Uh, well, uh, LaShawn McCoy shot up my rankings after after all this Tyrod Taylor deal went down today. Um, if if nothing else, I don't necessarily trust Nathan Peterman to, you know, be be throwing quite as much as we saw Tyrod Taylor. I think LaShawn McCoy is going to have a bigger role than I, I already had him at number six on my ranking, but I actually bumped him up to three. I have Le'Veon Bell number one, Todd Gurley two followed by LaShawn McCoy, Mark Ingram, who he and Alvin Kamara, whew, what a week last week. <laughs> yeah. Kareem, Kareem Hunt, uh, Leonard Fournette, um, Alvin Kamara, as I, as I mentioned before, I've got him a little lower down. Jordan Howard, uh, Jay Ajay, I actually have higher probably than a lot of other people do, but uh, 
I just I'm worried about this this Dallas game. I think that the inclination would be Carson Wentz is going to throw a lot, but this could be something where they they get up big and they start running. I think JJ is going to even out of the backfield be a, a factor there. So that's my ten this week. Okay, I had a few that looks like a few that we see um, differently. I'm definitely not on the the Le'Veon Bell train for this week, but uh, we'll see what happens there. Leonard Fournette was at the top of my list, followed two and three by the New Orleans duo that you mentioned, Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara. Kareem Hunt is fourth mm-hmm. for me, LaShawn McCoy fifth, Jordan Howard sixth, Alex Collins with Baltimore going up against Green Bay seventh, DeMarco Murray eighth, Jay Ajay ninth, and uh, I'll give Adrian Peterson a roll, um, a, another try yeah. this week, although... Uh, you know, he's, he's been certainly a mixed bag. You, you certainly didn't want him in your lineup against Seattle, but the week before you were probably glad if you did start him. And then, uh, you know, I had Todd Gurley further down my list. Uh, he was just outside my top ten. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, similar names, just different spots. So we'll see how they all, they all shake out. Yeah, how about um, anybody that you're looking to actively avoid Ooh, uh, Lamar Miller, probably at the top of my list this week. Uh, Arizona really has been tough on running backs, and it just the situation as a whole, I think, um, obviously that offense looks a little differently. Uh, Joe Mixon, just really, I think that's going to be a tough week against the Broncos just all around for that offense. Alfred Morris, like I talked about, not the best matchup against the Eagles. They're going to have to throw a lot, and I, it's just, ugh. I'm worried about that game for a whole lot of reasons. Um, and uh, Thomas Rawls and Tarek Cohen rounded out my, my avoids. Okay. As mentioned before, I actually have Le'Veon Bell at the top of my avoids list. Melvin Gordon, Marshawn Lynch, Chris Thompson. I agree with you on Joe Mixon. Samaj P. Ryan, even though I just told you to pick him up off of waivers, I don't think this is a good week yeah. for him. Kevin yeah. Coleman with Atlanta, Doug Martin with Tampa Bay. Amir Abdullah, even though he did break the end zone this past week, I wouldn't start him this week. And then Kenyon Drake, who I've picked up in several leagues, but uh, don't like the matchup this week. Okay, fair enough. I mean, obviously, other than Le'Veon Bell, I don't have too, too much of an issue with your list. <laughs> okay. That's, that's so certainly one on of the ones to... we'll revisit. <laughs> yeah, it would be interesting to see uh, what our take on the Thursday night game is, but... Um, so why don't we go on to wide receivers then? Who's uh, injured and on by that's caught your eye this week? Yeah, so it looks like Chris Hogan is on track to unfortunately not play again this week for the Patriots, although that will probably go down to game time. So just keep an eye on it with that shoulder injury. Will Fuller is not expected to play this week. With He has all, all types of bad ribs right now. Um, Alan Hearns is dealing with an ankle injury. Zay Jones has that knee injury, and Ryan Grant still concussed. Um, so it's not not great injury-wise. And then you've got Devin Funches, Curtis Samuels, Russell Shepard, Robbie Anderson, Jermaine Kirst, T.Y. Hilton, Dante Moncrief, Chester Rogers, and Marquise Goodwin on a bye. So a lot of guys that were maybe more flex or deeper league players for you, but there's still players that were in your roster, so we gotta we got to pick up some pieces here. <laughs> yeah, I also saw that um, Doug Baldwin's dealing with a groin injury. I don't know how serious. And that Sammy Watkins. It looks like he's going to play. Him. Yeah, but you know the, so, that's always a lot of time. That's going to depend on like the weather that day. It's just it's crazy. Yeah. Okay. So um, <sighs> waiver wire wise, uh, some guys that I have my eye on. Uh, Corey Coleman is supposed to make his season debut for the. He was the top of my list weekend. too. So he's there and uh, sticking on the Corey theme, Corey Davis from Tennessee, still out there in about half of Yahoo leagues. Tyler Lockett Yeah, if anybody named Seattle. Corey's on your waiver wire, it's a good week to pick him up. I can get on board with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tyler Lockett, Kenny Stills, Tyrell Williams, J.J. Nelson, and Taylor Gabriel with Atlanta were, were also on my list. Anybody that uh, is on your list that I didn't cover? Um, Kenny Goladay still out there in a lot of leagues just because he missed so much time with that hamstring injury. Um, And yes, we saw Golden Tate and Marvin Jones are are getting more of the the targets, but I think as he gets healthier, his role is going to grow. I like him a lot. And then if you're really stretching Dontrell Inman in uh, Chicago, which 
is terrifying because, you know, Mitchell Trubisky's throwing to him, but he is the number one wide receiver there, so he's getting targets. Well, he's, At least it's it's a healthy yeah. body out there. Yeah, I mean, he was, really, he was really good with the the Chargers for a while there, and uh, yeah, don't we know liked him quite there. how he got he was, so he a, buried a on the, the depth show. chart there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how he got so buried on the depth chart there, but uh, hopefully he'll have a, no. a, a rebirth in, there. in Chicago. If he had a real quarterback throwing to him, that'd, that'd be uh, that'd be something to see. Yeah, I think Mitch Mitchell Trubisky is, is a, many steps down from Philip Rivers, but as you said, he's the he's the, the big fish in the small pond now, so we'll see how that goes for true, him. True, true. So. Uh, let's take a look at, again, we may be seeing this Pittsburgh-Tennessee game differently, but I got Antonio Brown at the top of my list this week, uh, followed by Mike Evans returning from suspension, riding back in. <laughs> I, think that, I think that's going to make a big difference in Tampa Bay. Uh, Michael Thomas in New Orleans, Julio Jones, A.J. Green round out my top five. DeAndre Hopkins, who very pleased to see did not make as much of a drop off a cliff uh, after after the uh, unfortunate quarterback injury in Houston, he's still a factor, which I was very pleased my fantasy teams are good with. Uh, Doug Baldwin, like I said, it looks like he's probably going to play. If he does, I've got him ranked seven. I think it's a decent matchup against Atlanta. Adam Thielen, who had another monster game this week, Tyreek Hill, Des Bryant. That rounds out my top ten. I've got Brandon Cooks and Larry Fitzgerald and Golden Tate just outside it. I think it, I think it could be a good week for wide receivers. Yeah, or – Lists are, are fairly similar. Um, the only I don't have DeAndre Hopkins or AJ Green on my list at all, which suggests that we might see that game, uh, those games differently. And also, uh, as Bryant did not, uh, he's actually on my other list this week. The, the one oh. we'll get to next. But uh, I had Brandon Cooks at the top of my list this year, um, week. Golden Tate two, Tyreek Hill three, Mike Evans four, Julio Jones five. Antonio Brown, six, so I'm a little more optimistic about Pittsburgh's throwing game than I am about their running game. The resurgent Robert Woods, seventh, Larry Fitzgerald, eighth, Michael Thomas, ninth, and Adam Thielen, tenth. Just outside my uh, top ten were Doug Baldwin and Juju Smith-Schuster. Can we talk about how fun it's been to watch Adam Thielen play football this year? I mean, like, he's put up crazy numbers in a couple of games. Like, Case Keenum is not going away. (laughs) No, well, it was interesting that he had the whole, you know, a lot has been written the last couple of days about Teddy Bridgewater being activated and whether they were going to make the move to replace Case Keenum. But I agree with what well, they're the doing there. I if saw, it ain't broke, don't I fix it. I saw a graphic. You know, have... they, showed, they showed his Case Keenum stats this season versus Tom Brady when he took over for Drew Bledsoe, and their numbers are almost identical. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go extrapolating the comparison too far. I don't think he's Tom Brady, but, like, I'm excited about it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he seems to be a good fit for that team. He he certainly wasn't, you know, a good fit last year with the – I think he was with the Rams or, you know, previously. Yeah, didn't quite work for him there. Sam Bradford and his mysterious knee ailment have really opened the door for Case Keenum to probably make himself some money in the offseason. Yeah, yeah, so – but um, you know, I, I agree with you, Adam. Thielen, you know, has been you know one of those breakout players that probably wasn't high on too many people's lists going into the no. uh, season. But it's it's always fun to see guys like that emerge. And you know, Juju Smith-Schuster is another one that I've same way, yeah, same thing. Juju Smith-Schuster, Robert Woods, and and um, uh, Robbie Anderson are three guys that have, have definitely picked up a lot of my. Uh, fantasy teams this season and uh, mm-hmm. just uh, regretting the, the only thing I regret are the leagues where I didn't get a chance to pick them up. But uh, you know, they're, they're, that's why, you know, wide receiver, they seem like there's always a number of options that emerge during the season. And those guys just happen to be some of the, the better ones. Yeah. This I year. think, I think this year has been one of the better for, I mean, wide receiver is always the easiest position. You have the most depth at it to pick up on the waiver wire, but I feel like this year you've had, a lot more guys that went undrafted kind of become much bigger roles. Like Adam Thielen went undrafted in probably half of the leagues. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he's a guy out there who's putting up 168 yards. He's had multiple over 100-yard games. I mean, it's been a a nice year for wide receivers off the waiver wire. Tight ends haven't been too bad either. Yeah, so speaking of um, wide receivers, while we're still on the subject, uh, who – 
are you uh, trying to avoid this week? Oh, Jordy Nelson. <laughs> just until Brent Hudley kind of shows us that he can really make some more of these throws, you, you get these flashes, you get one or two plays or a couple of series that look, hey, like this might be an offense that works, and then you know he comes out and he gains three yards and four downs. It's just you can't trust anybody there right now, and it's a real shame. Um, plus the matchup against the Ravens is not the best. Sammy Watkins as well. Um, while that offense looks good, they're running into a tough defense, and Sammy Watkins is going to draw a, a pretty tough matchup there. Uh, Marvin Jones, Kelvin Benjamin, Rashard Matthews, Randall Cobb, like I said, same deal there, and uh, Deshaun Jackson at the Dolphins. Okay. Um, I've got Kelvin Benjamin was actually at the top of my list, and I suspect that we both put him there more as a function of Nathan Peterman's taking over that job than of anything yeah. that we don't if like Tyron about Taylor him or the matchup. I'd probably be fine starting him. <laughs> it's just, ugh, what are you doing, Buffalo? Yeah, so Kelvin Benjamin was at the top of my list, followed by Jarvis Landry, uh, Demarius Thomas, Richard Matthews, whom you mentioned, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, hint, hint, I don't like the Denver passing game this week. And then uh, <laughs> really? Des, Bryant was, <laughs> Des Bryant was on my avoid list, so we probably see that game a little bit differently. No, I mean, like, I want to see that game a little bit differently, but, like, we probably don't. <laughs> probably not. I just want it to be different than it is. It's a real shame. Well, I want the giant season to be different than it is, and I can't have that. So, I mean, in all honesty, just as a football fan, I would like the giant season to be differently than it is because it's just like depressing. Well, yeah, I, I don't even know what they do if they get a top three to five pick, and they might even get the top pick at the rate they're going. But you know, you I mean, it's a trade. Running back, you'd be better off trading down for a couple plugging, more picks. Like, there's just so many you things. You start plugging holes in the offensive line. You know, I, I don't know though. That's one of those teams you looked at them before the season and you thought, you know, that I, I like thought the were Eagles okay. were going like, to win the division, to but I also thought that the I thought the Giants should be a, a contender for a wild card, but they've just been really awful. And I don't know whether that's the coaching, whether that's just you know. You know, losing a couple close games at the beginning of the season and everything snowballed from there or what it is. But, you know, there's, there's something definitely not right there. But uh, we'll, well, see. and I haven't so, been able to ask you this because you were on your bye, but, like, since it's been floated over the last couple weeks, total. what do you, like, as a Giants fan think about the idea of sitting Eli Manning as the season goes on so that you can see what you have in your other quarterbacks? Like, is it something that – you're already paying the guy no, millions of dollars. You don't idea. want him to get killed or like, no. is it, can you even evaluate what you have because your offensive line is already so suspect? Like, are you going to get an accurate read on, on your backups at all? No, I, I think, yeah, he's like it or not, he's going to want to be there next year. And unless they you know, really have the temerity to cut him, which hopefully they won't, yeah, I think you're going to have him back. I can't, there's no way they should. Healthy receivers next year and hopefully a better offensive line. And you know, to, you know, to, you know, I'm sure you know, they're not going to put in the, the rookie from Cal. He's certainly not ready. And, yeah, I just I don't think that accomplishes anything other than yeah, getting him People are talking about probably. doing it, but I think, I think you probably do more harm than good by putting in, yeah. a, especially a rookie, like, all you're going to do is just shatter their confidence and potentially bones in their body. Like it doesn't seem yeah. like a great play. Yeah. So let's talk about some uh. quarterbacks that are uh, either on buy or injured this week. Uh, who are you looking at? That uh, we've like talked the about was at least like a, a moderate segue. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just trying to keep in mind the best interests of our listeners who are trying to win fantasy football games this week and they're probably yeah, you know we do like to help them with that yeah i figure that, that that's probably more important than me uh you know shedding tears about how the giant season is going at this point <laughs> plenty of time for that in the off season or oh, oh there you know, is week 17 or whatever but uh why don't we so, stick to the task yeah so like here? we talked about probably the biggest note is obviously the change in buffalo um, also, you've got Philip Rivers dealing with the concussion. It looks like he's on track to play this week. They seem very optimistic, but you never really know. By Friday or Saturday, you'll have a better idea. It looks like he should be fine. 
Jameis Winston still not obviously playing for the next few weeks with that shoulder injury. Drew Stanton's dealing with a knee injury. Brent Hundley's got a bad hamstring. They'll be out there. You've got Cam Newton, Josh McCown, Jacoby Brissett, and C.J. Beathard on a bye. And, you know, potentially C.J. Beathard not playing down the road because Jimmy Garoppolo is there. Yeah, we'll we'll deal with that one as it comes. <laughs> um, so we've we've got a got a couple of people we gotta grab off the waiver wire here to fill some holes. Um, I think probably the top of your list, I would think mine as well, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Case Keenum. Am I wrong? Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick was not on my list, but that was more an oversight than anything else. I also Oh, had Blake Bortles near the top of my list more because of the I have him on my list as well, but yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah um, I'd rather have Case Keenum going against the Rams defense. Although he's still available in a lot of leagues, I think. I mean, in some cases, people dropped him, speculating on Teddy Bridgewater, but I, they've said for certain he's playing this week. I'd I'd go with that, especially if you're streaming. I mean, why not? Sounds like he just hasn't made a strong enough case for himself. Uh, I see what you did there. <laughs> okay. The fun never ends after eight years. So in addition to does. those guys, in addition to those guys, some other guys that were on my list this week, Brett Hunley in Green Bay, Jay Cutler in Miami. If you're really desperate, mm-hmm. uh, Blaine Gabbard in Arizona, Nathan Peterman in Buffalo look like, uh, Blaine Gabbard um, looks like, yeah, he may very well be getting the start in Arizona this week. So yeah. at least he has some he has some experience getting knocked around, uh, whereas Nathan Peterman doesn't yet. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. If nothing else, it's something different. <laughs> yep. So how well, about so uh, let's take a look at some sure things, some non-blink efforts, yeah. and Nathan Peterman's of the world. A um, couple of games, I think we're. I would think the top of our lists are probably going to look pretty similar. Um, Tom Brady for me is number one. Carson Wentz, Russell Wilson, and Alex Smith round out my top four. I, I think they're going to be your big point getters this week because take a look at the schedule. There are some pretty obvious. There are going to be some mismatches this week. <laughs> um, I've got Dak Prescott at five, not necessarily because I think the Cowboys are going to score a whole lot of points, but because they're going to be playing from behind all day and their run game is real suspect. Uh, Drew Brees, Derek Carr, Matt Stafford, Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, uh, Jared Goff, and and Ben Roethlisberger kind of rounding out that that last couple of spots there. But, I mean, I I think there are a couple of decidedly, you know, sort of elite this week point getters. Do you agree, disagree? You named everybody on my top ten list. The only disagreement I have is I, not surprisingly, don't see Dak Prescott as being a, a big uh, point gainer this week at quarterback, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, I mean, Tom I, Brady I was can understand top. where you're coming from. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll discuss the games in a minute, but uh, yeah, I don't know how well his game will. Uh, well, <sighs> anyway, um, Tom Brady was also at the top of my list. Uh, Alex Smith and Russell Wilson were two and three. The Matt, Matthew Ryan and Matt Stafford. Um, although they usually like to go by Matt and Matthew instead of Matthew and Matt, but Matt Ryan and Matthew Stafford, <laughs> four and five on my list, Jared Goff, six, Kirk Cousins, seven, Drew Brees, eight, Ben Roethlisberger, nine, and Carson Wentz uh, rounding out my top ten, and then Derek Carr and Case Keenum just outside my top ten. All right. I mean, I'm, I do worry a little bit about Matt Ryan in that in that Seahawks defense, but they're just so injured it's kind of hard to get a real read on them. Yeah, that's um, not the same Seahawks defense that, uh, no, that we, we've come no. to know and love over the years. I mean, this season we've without probably Richard seen more higher-scoring Seahawks Earl games Thomas, than but, ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one thing without Earl Thomas, but then when you take Richard uh, Thomas, Richard Sherman out of the uh, mm-hmm. mix, too, that, that's a totally different defense than what you had before yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as avoids for me this week, Philip Rivers – Granted, I think he plays, and, you know, if you're in a two-quarterback league, he's got value. But uh, against coming off a concussion against the Bills' defense, I don't I don't love it. Uh, Andy Dalton against the Broncos, I hate it. I absolutely hate that. 
Brent Hundley, I don't want to start this week. Joe Flacco, Deshaun Kaiser, and uh, Marcus Mariota, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence about, as much as it pains me to say. Okay, Marcus Mariota was actually at the top of my avoid list, so looks like we uh, yeah. see that pretty similarly. Dak Prescott was second, Joe Flacco third, Blake Bortles, Deshaun Kaiser, whom you also mentioned, Philip Rivers, mm-hmm. uh, Andy Dalton, Eli Manning, Jay Cutler, and Brock Osweiler were also on my list of, of quarterbacks that I hope I don't need to, to start this week. Yeah, I re- really, really hope we don't need to. <laughs> and if you yeah. do, our condolences, but I'm sure you'll be, find a way to make it work around them. We believe in you. Yes. All right, shall we move on to the cheerier subject of tight ends? Yes, less injuries. I mean, not some, some less injuries. But Jordan Reed, the perpetual hamstring injury. Zach Ertz also dealing with his own hamstring injury. And Delaney Walker got knocked out late in that game with a wrist injury. You've got Ed Dixon on a bye, Austin Safarian Jenkins, Jack Doyle, and Garrett Selleck. So this is actually, you know, we got to fill some holes here. Austin Safarian Jenkins, we've been a big fan of. Jack Doyle's put up a lot of points this season. So certainly we've got some, some pretty decent streaming options, though. Um, for me, very excited Charles Clay is back in the fold. Uh, I like, obviously, I can't tell you enough, rookie quarterbacks, tight ends. I think it's a good thing, especially when it's Charles Clay. Uh, I think he, Mercedes Lewis, and if for some reason uh, – Eric Ebron or uh, Vernon Davis are available in your league. I'd pick them up. And C.J. Fedorowicz is back. Uh, he was limited. Didn't see a whole lot of work, but I think his his role may grow there. So, you know, maybe not the worst streaming option. What about you? Anybody else on your list this week? Um, ben Watson was at the top of my list. Um, Eric Ebron second. Jermaine Gresham in Arizona third. David Njoku um, fourth, Martellus Bennett uh, reunited with Tom Brady, and the they they actually have mm-hmm. more decent receivers at tight end than they do at, at wide receiver. That's a bizarre uh, receiving core. Most of in, the tight ends New in New England could be starting wide receivers for the Giants. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said there, except for could. Um, <laughs> should maybe would <laughs> would. Um, So Martellus Bennett, O.J. Howard in Tampa Bay, Kobe Fleener in New Orleans, you know, those Mm -hmm. those are all good options for me in addition to the ones that you mentioned. Yeah, not not a bad year for uh, streaming tight ends, I'll tell you that. Looks like we got some pretty good tight end matchups this week, too. Uh, Rob Gronkowski at the top of my list, Travis Kelsey a close second. I think Kansas City is going to put up a million points this week. Zach Ertz, as long as his hamstring's healthy enough to get out there, and it looks like it will be. Uh, Evan Ingram, one of the probably only two healthy offensive players outside of Eli Manning on that team. Jimmy Graham, Jordan Reed, if he plays, and it looks like he may. Again, that's going to go down to game-time decision, but if he plays, I'd start him. Delaney Walker, Jason Witten, Kyle Rudolph, and Jared Cook rounding out my top ten. I've got Austin Hooper and Tyler Croft just outside it. Okay, for me, I had uh, Rob Gronkowski also in my uh, top of my list, followed by Travis Kelsey, uh, Jimmy Graham, Jared Cook with Oakland, Zach Ertz with Philadelphia, of course, assuming that he's healthy enough to play Kyle Rudolph. Uh, I still believe in Vernon Davis, even if Jordan Reed is around. Vernon Davis seems to have carved out a nice relationship with Kirk Cousins the last couple of years. Um, Hunter Henry... And Cameron Braid and Austin Hooper would wound out, round out my top ten with Jermaine Gresham and Eric Ebron just on the outside. Yeah, yeah, I don't have too much problem with that. Um, Martellus Bennett, I'm not sure I'm sold on this week. Uh, he's not at the top of my avoid list. I know he's on your, your waiver wire pickup, which it's good pickup. Um, but I just I don't know if there's going to be enough value. Also, obviously, they're playing in Mexico. I don't know what kind of effect that will have on everything. Kobe Fleener I'm probably sitting this week. Um, it just uh, I don't know. I'm just not sure with the matchup there. I don't love it. And um, C.J. Fedorowicz, I want to pick him up. I don't necessarily want to start him this week. Antonio Gates, I don't love uh, going against that Buffalo defense. And David Njoku against the Jaguars. They're a little stingy with tight ends. I think Adam Thielen had more yardage 
in that one game that you alluded to, the 168 yards and uh, Antonio yeah. Gates has all season. I think he has like 147 yards receiving, so I think it's pretty safe to say that he's not really a viable fantasy option anymore. Yeah, yeah. Now watch him That's go out sad. and catch three touchdowns a la Mercedes Lewis. Probably. Weekend, so, like, but, you're uh, welcome in advance, Antonio Gates. <laughs> you're right. Can thank his career <laughs> resurgence. You know, he can yeah. give thanks to that. You heard it here first. Thank us for it. <laughs> That's right. So um, my avoid list, even though I told you that he was probably one of the more attractive pickups, uh, Ben Watson is not somebody I want to start if I can help it. Um, you know, Delaney Walker was actually on my avoid list. Tyler Croft in Cincinnati, I felt burned by him the last few weeks. Uh, David Njoku, yeah. another person on my pickup list, but not on my start list. Uh, Julius Thomas, Miami, and uh, A.J. Derby in Denver are a couple more guys that I'm hoping to avoid this week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes they're a good waiver wire pickup, but you have better – it's somebody you just need to fill a hole or you stash them for later. We can we can have them on both yeah. lists. <laughs> yeah. Before we get into the games, I want to, I know we want to do defenses still, but after defenses and before we start looking at the individual games, I have a few hypothetical uh, pickups for you that I want to get your reaction to. But uh, how about um, defenses? I'll I'll go ahead and kick that one off. But uh, in terms of of top tens of top ten for this week, I like Tampa a lot, Denver, Jacksonville, mm-hmm. Kansas City, Pittsburgh, the Chargers. Detroit, New England, Miami, and Houston. Those would be my top ten uh, defensive plays for this week. How? Who do you like? Uh, who's I've got, the, who's I've got Jacksonville list? at the top of my list. Um, it, I, I don't have – I mean, we've got pretty much the same names, just different orders. Uh, we've got Jacksonville, uh, Detroit, the Rams, uh, Ravens, Broncos, Cardinals, Texans, Bengals, the Seahawks, even beat up, I, I think, that Atlanta's looking a little rough. I think they can slow them down enough and, and make enough noise to have some value. Uh, and the Saints, the Eagles are just outside my top ten as well as the Chargers. But there was some uh, nice daily fantasy pickups, I'll tell you that. You just named a bunch of teams that were nowhere near on my uh, top list. So we do have some we disagreements. Rams and Seattle are the ones that <laughs> stuck in my mind. But uh, I'm sure we'll get to the yeah. games in a moment. And then that's so Here's what I wanted to talk to you about. You know, getting late in the regular season for most leagues, there's three weeks left in the regular season, and you know, a lot of people are talking about uh, stashes and you know, depending on how you know good their playoff position looks right now, whether it's worth uh, taking um, up a bench spot with some players that might have the ability to help them not this week but down the road. So, just want mm-hmm. to. Uh, get your, your quick take on, on four names that I'm going to throw out at you. Uh, number one, okay. Greg Olson. Yes, I would pick him up. I would stash him, uh, especially with Kelvin Benjamin exiting stage left via trade. Um, even with Devin Funches coming on, I think that Greg Olson is still the security blanket there. And he's just, he's such a physical player that even, you know, maybe having a little rust, from being off for so long, I think he's still going to be a factor in somebody you're going to want going into the playoffs. Okay, yeah, he's supposed to be back next week, and he'll occupy his bye week, apparently, uh, as a guest commentator for the Minnesota Vikings game, which the Vikings are upset about because they play Carolina in a week or two, but uh, that should be interesting. I mean, I guess I could see why they'd be upset about that, in all fairness. Like, I kind of get that. I just want to see him interview the Vikings. As long as he's not interviewing the Vikings defensive coordinator, then I think they're probably oh, okay. I'm good but, that yeah. would be some must-see TV, though. <laughs> yes, it would be. Uh, we're not going to do anything this week. We're just going to put 11 guys out on the field and see what happens. They might not even all be defensive of... players. We'll put some kickers out there. Who cares? Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll have our prevent defense, you know, the hands team out there for the whole game. Yeah, we're playing it, we're playing it from down one. <laughs> right. Okay, so Greg Olson is the first. I've got a total of four names on my list. Second up, Josh Gordon back in two weeks. Uh, yeah, you know, I think I would stash him just because, again, it, there hasn't been someone who's really come out and, and kind of taken ownership of that number one receiver role and just the big playability that he has. 
if I have the room to stash him, he's somebody that I might take a speculative pick on because I think he's really going to be feast or famine. Like it's somebody that if you get an injury late, you know, late in the season or in the playoffs, you could plug him in or if it's just a good matchup. But I, I might take a chance on him. Yeah, that Browns receiving core is going to look a lot different in the next getting Corey Coleman and Josh Gordon back. And like, I kind of think that he might take on sort of like what Tyree Hill's looking like in, in uh, Kansas City. You know, that kind of downfield threat. It's just been so long since we saw him. It's like, are, are we going to get the same Josh Gordon? Is he going to be different? I'm just hoping for the best. Yeah, he sold more cars than, the, you know, caught touchdown passes in the last few years. But, sure uh, did. Let's see how that goes. <laughs> Okay, um, third name on my list, uh, just got the cast off his hand this week and potentially rumored to be back for week 15, which would be the semifinal um, game of, of most league championship uh, playoff, uh, David Johnson. Uh, I I would say no, uh, just because okay. he doesn't seem like he's totally sure he's going to play this season. They have Adrian Peterson, and so even if he comes back, it's – he's not going to necessarily get the lion's share of the carries. So for me, I think I'm passing on it. Okay. Um, I would tend to agree with you. If I had a buy or thought I had a buy in the first round of the playoffs and I didn't yeah. need either Greg Olson yeah. or Josh Gordon, I might go for David Johnson. But again, it, it depends somewhat too on playoff matchups, which quite honestly, I haven't really uh, looked at closely yet. And the final name on my list, someone near and dear to your heart as well as many others, and that would be uh, quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Uh, yes. I would stash him if I can. Obviously, um, you guys all know from listening to the show, big Aaron Rodgers fan, um, but that's something that just he's the kind of quarterback that as the season goes on and, and as down the stretch he seems to get better, he's good in those pressure situations. And just the way that division's breaking down, it may be something they're playing for a playoff position, so he may have, you know, a little extra incentive there. So I think I'd do it. Okay. All right. Um, let's take a look at some games then. As I think we had alluded to, you know, over the course of our discussion about the players and the positions, we've got four teams on by this week, Carolina, Indianapolis, the Jets, and San Francisco. First game up this week, Thursday night game, Tennessee at Pittsburgh. You know, both teams playing a lot better as of late, but I think Pittsburgh's going to prevail here in a relatively low-scoring game at home. I'll say Pittsburgh 21, Tennessee 17. I've got a, uh, as alluded to earlier with how we were making predictions, I see this going a little bit higher scoring. I've got the Steelers winning 30-20. to 20. I'm interested to see this game because it's two offenses that really haven't quite looked right yet. And I think that the Titans defense that has been given up a lot of points is just what the Steelers need to right the ship here. I think they'll have a balanced attack. So I think, you know, both Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown are going to have value for you this week. <laughs> okay. Next up, uh, starting with the Sunday the early games, we've got Arizona traveling to Houston. You know, two teams that um, obviously had uh, different starting quarterbacks at the beginning of the year. One of them also had uh, the best running back in in football last year and no longer has them. But uh, I think in spite of Tom Savage, the Texans are going to be able to eke out a victory at home here. And again, another relatively low scoring game. I'll go with the final score, Houston 24, Arizona 20. I'm taking Arizona to win this 20 to 17. Close game, not a high scoring game. That's for sure. I just I think Adrian Peterson, like we talked about before, is kind of feast or famine. I think that he he could be a difference maker here, and I, I just kind of hope this Arizona defense does something to make it happen. I don't think Blaine Gabbert is going to be the reason they win this game. I, I, I feel pretty good that's not why they would win, but, but I think they'll find a way. Yeah, that's a probably a pretty good bet. Um, next up, we've got Baltimore at Green Bay. In another recurring theme here, close, low-scoring game this week. I like the Packers to win this by a field goal at home. I'll go with the final score, Green Bay 20, Baltimore 17. Okay, I had Green Bay 21-17, so we're actually like right on the same track there. Um, the Ravens are coming off a bye, so you'd think that would help. I just think that Green Bay is just a, a little bit more of a cohesive unit 
but it, it's just this game's kind of a toss-up. Neither of these teams look like they're supposed to look. Uh, it's going to be more of a defensive battle overall, I think. Okay. Um, <sighs> next up, we've got Detroit at Chicago. Detroit, you know, looking better. Chicago perhaps winning a few more games than some of us thought they would this season. But uh, I think uh, Detroit making that playoff push, trying to keep up with the Vikings, I think they'll win this, another relatively low-scoring game. I'll just stop saying that, except when I think it won't be a low-scoring game, because I think there are going to be a lot of low-scoring games this week. A lot of games are going to be low-scoring this week. It's fair um, to say. (laughs) Including all the ones we've talked about so far. But uh, I think Detroit wins this by a touchdown. Detroit 24, Chicago 17. I've got Detroit winning 28-20. So I've a little bit more points, but I think Matt, Matthew, whatever you want to call him, I think Stafford's having a good day. The Bears are better on defense. The defense has been what's keeping them in it. But Detroit's offense looks good, and I I think that passing game will find a way to make it work. Okay, next up we've got Jacksonville at Cleveland. And Mm. I'm going to predict the same exact score as last game we just discussed, and also with the road team winning, I'll say Jacksonville keeps Cleveland uh, winless by winning this 24-17. I've got them 24-14, so you know, not not totally off. I would I I think that if it there there's an a, an opposite world that Cleveland could find a way to win this. Uh, they looked better. They've looked better as the weeks go on. We keep trying to predict them to win games, but I think the Jaguars' defense is just a little too good. I think Deshaun Kaiser's undoing is going to be that. I just I want Cleveland to get a win. They will. It's just I don't think it'll be this week. No. So next, just, I just want it to happen. <laughs> next, we've got Kansas City at the Giants, and this will not be a low-scoring game for Kansas City. Really sorry about I this think, one. Yeah, I think they'll more than double up the Giants' point total. I'll go with a final score of Chiefs 35, Giants 17. Okay, I have 35-20. I was being a little bit generous. Um, But Andy Reid coming off a bye, you just look at his entire career, he doesn't miss. Like, he's ready for this. The Giants are already a matchup that, you know, a little soft, but – the Chiefs weren't playing great before they were by. They had the week off. I think they right the ship and they do it in a big way. Although, you know, Sterling Shepard might have a nice day because he's a still living wide receiver on that team and someone's got to catch all those passes when they're from behind. Yeah, he and Evan Ingram sound like the best bets to me. Um, next they're, up, we've got what BFF I think. <laughs> they are. Um, next, we have what I think will probably be one of the two best games on Sunday. Um, Actually, I think this will be the best game on Sunday. The other game is a Monday night game, but um, we've got the Rams visiting Minnesota. Both these teams looking like playoff teams at this point in the season. I expect a really close game, but I think Minnesota will eke this one out at home. I'll go with a final score of Minnesota 28, Rams 27. Okay. I had 27-24. Very close. I'm also taking Minnesota here. I just, I'm, I'm loving Case Keenum. I, I just, I really like what's happening with this this Vikings team overall. Their defense is really keeping them in it. So even though the Rams, you know, can have these offensive explosions and put up points, and Todd Gurley can run all over you, the Vikings are going to keep them contained, and that is going to be, you know, what opens the door for the Minnesota offense to actually win a game, uh, sort of on their own merit, if you will. So I I think Case Keenum's still going to have a really nice day, and th- this I agree with you one of the best matchups of the week. All right, next I mean, we who have. I predicted the, they both be seven and two coming into this. Not I said the pig, even though I I yeah. liked I like I've been a longtime Vikings fan, and with the Rams I was scooping yeah. up uh, Todd Gurley left and right in every draft I could this year, just because I, I thought last year was an aberration, and so far. You know, new coach, new uh, offensive coordinator, and it seems to have uh, worked out pretty well so far for them. So next game up, we've got the the makeup of the week one Florida Bowl that was uh, hurricaned out in Tampa Bay at Miami. And I think this will be another double-up game. I think Tampa Bay doubles up Miami. Final score, Tampa Bay 20, Miami 10. And as the weeks go on, 
I just really don't see any improvement from Jay Cutler, and I just think that that Miami team is really going to struggle to score points. I've got Tampa Bay winning 24-14, so not quite as big, but still um, I think that getting Mike Evans back is going to be huge. Cameron Bray going to be a big factor again. Ryan Fitzpatrick is getting a better matchup going against this Dolphins defense who uh, is – is spending way too much time on the field. They're not a bad defensive unit, but when your offense just keeps going three and out or thrown to the other team, you know, there's not much you can do there. And I don't necessarily think this, granted the score's closer, but I don't necessarily think this is one that everyone's dying to watch this week. All right. Uh, If I need to pick a second Sunday game that I think is going to be close and fun to watch, it would be this next game, Washington at New Orleans. In New Orleans, who would have thought that they you know, could actually develop a, a defense that might lead them to the playoffs? Or I shouldn't say lead them. Drew Brees, even though he's not having his best season, is still leading them. But New Orleans defense definitely more than carrying their weight this year. Um, this and season, their run game, I mean, Orleans, holy moly. <laughs> yeah, you've got, yeah, I, I mean, interesting thought, but, you know, with Deshaun, Watson down for the year, you know, even as impressively as he played for the, you know, five or six games, you know, with him out for the season and Leonard Fournette being, you know, up and down when he isn't suspended, I think you could actually make a strong case for uh, Alvin Kamara as the offensive rookie of the year. What do you think? I don't have a problem with that. I, I, you know, I really don't. He's been good. They've been, you know, New Orleans, was trying they tried so hard to make him a factor and they they carved a role out for him and now we see why they were so into him coming into the season sure he looks good but man he has really taken the opportunities he's been given and part of the pun really run with it <laughs> yes he has and uh i think that uh, new orleans will win this game a relatively high scoring relatively close game i think new orleans Takes it by a touchdown. Final score: Saints thirty-one, Redskins twenty-four. That's the exact same score. Um, I, I'm actually I'm very interested in watching this. Not not just because obviously as an NFC East fan, this is going to have some implications. But I just I think the teams match up pretty well, so I, this is going to be a fun one to watch. Okay, next we have two other teams that probably match up pretty well this weekend, but for all the wrong reasons. That would be Buffalo at the Chargers. And, you know, I liked this a lot better with Tyrod Taylor at quarterback. Yeah, even with him at quarterback, I'm not sure. I, I think it depends for me whether Phillip Rivers plays. I mean, if they have to oh, go with Cardale Jones, I think they're in trouble. But uh, assuming Phillip Rivers plays, I'll go with the Chargers to win another uh, close, low-scoring game, final score, Chargers 21, Bills 17. The Chargers winning 24-17, same same kind of page there. The Chargers keep finding a way to kind of outcharger themselves and lose close games. They take it to an art form. Their pass rush is really good, uh, which the Buffalo front, not as good. Nathan Peterman is going to have to make decisions a lot faster than he's used to, and I think that could be a recipe for for, uh, success for the Chargers, not so much for the Bills, though. Okay, um, just moving along here, we've got a game, a late game between Cincinnati and Denver at Denver. Yeah, Denver looked really horrible against the Patriots. They've looked horrible for most of the season, but if there's one saving grace for them, Cincinnati's probably been even worse this season. And I'll go so with bad. Denver to save some face at home here with a victory by the final score of 21-10. to 10. I've got them winning 24 to 10. Um, Bengals third third straight road game, a little tough. The Denver defense is definitely an issue for them. Uh, Brock Osweiler is going to be under center again this week. Let's see what happens next week. But I think this this game is going to kind of try to give Denver something to build off of. I don't think this is a trend so much as Cincinnati is just so bad right now. Like it's painful to watch that team. Okay, next up we've got another game across the border in Mexico City. We've got the Patriots, um, quote-unquote, at Oakland by way of Mexico City. So I think that... Viva la Mexico. uh, Yeah, I think the 
fair amount of scoring in this game, but uh, I'll go with the Patriots to win this pretty easily by a score of 34-21. to 21. I've got the Patriots winning 31-24. I think the Raiders will be a little bit more of a factor. Oakland's coming off a bye, which helps. They'll be rested, but their defense still has to slow down Tom Brady and their 400 offensive weapons. I mean, they have like three running backs that can get, catch passes out of the backfield. They have 28 tight ends that all seem to be Pro Bowl worthy. It's just it's a little unfair. <laughs> but I think at least it'll be a good game in Mexico. It's not necessarily going to be you know some of these London games that are real stinkers. They'll be high scoring. Okay, another relatively high-scoring game I think will be the Sunday night game you know, hosted by your mm. Cowboys, playing host to the Eagles. Unfortunately for your Cowboys, I think the Eagles are coming off a bye week, even if Andy Reid isn't their coach anymore. I think they're going to equip themselves well. I just think uh, Zeke Elliott, that loss is going to be uh, too much for Dallas yeah. to overcome here. I'll go with the final score of Philadelphia 31, Dallas 24. That's Actually, this, I, I had the Cowboys with 27, but I got the Eagles 31, Cowboys 27. Uh, Dallas, without Ezekiel Elliott, if the, everybody else was healthy, I, I think they might be able to steal this game. But you lost Tyron Smith. Sean Lee's not going to play. Those are big stalwarts on both sides of the ball. And it's, they looked awful last week. I think they'll bounce back. But the Eagles' pass rush is better than people give it credit for. Uh, I, I would love for this to go differently, but I think after this week, the Eagles have that division well in hand, and Dallas is really in trouble as far as a potential playoff spot. All right, and then last and least, or not quite least, but uh, we've got <laughs> a pretty good matchup for Monday night, especially with Seattle's defense being somewhat gutted and uh, Atlanta is going to try their luck against the 12th man, and I think they're going to succeed. I'll go with Atlanta yeah. to get on a mini roll here and uh, continue their their uh, recent uh, win streak of one or whatever it is. But uh, I think they'll beat <laughs> Seattle here uh, 27-24. I have, them, I have Atlanta winning 28-27. I think it's a barn burner. The Seahawks are very banged up. Um, the Falcons – Obviously found themselves last week, made the best of a, a bad situation in Dallas. Um, but I think they're going to take that momentum. And, and you know, they played Seattle tough last year. Um, so I think Matt Ryan will be okay. He'll have a good day. But I think this will be a shootout. Okay. And that leaves us a few minutes. Do you want to get into some DFS picks for this week yeah yeah we got a couple of uh good value plays this week if you're looking for stacks which i know a lot of you are kansas city you can't miss on just whatever combination of players personally i like alex smith and tyree kill out of the bunch but um any stack there you should be golden the saints as well uh tampa bay also despite maybe not putting up a ton of points i think there's yards to be had there and it's great value so if you're looking to, to fill some holes those are probably the ways to go as far as stacks. I like Alex Smith. I, excuse me. I love Alex Smith this week. Uh, Andy Reid coming off a of bye week. I cannot stress to you enough how good they are. Um, Blake Bortles, Eli Manning, if you're looking for some value, Eli Manning's going to have to throw the ball a lot. We talked about before. Ryan Fitzpatrick and Phillip Rivers, as long as he plays with his concussion. Uh, at running back, I think Rex Burkhead is a very interesting option. Jay Ajay, who maybe isn't on a lot of people's radar because the, the Dallas uh, defense loves to give up passing yards, but I think J.H.I. is going to be a big factor. Doug Martin, again, I'm pretty heavy on the Tampa Bay bandwagon this week for a DFS. Danny Woodhead, Isaiah Corral I'd take a chance on, as well as Chris Thompson. We talked about before Rob Kelly probably uh, done for the year here, so Chris Thompson's role is certainly going to increase. At wide receiver, Marquise Lee, Sterling Shepard, we talked about before, Michael Thomas. Dontrell Inman and uh, Emmanuel Sanders, I think, could be very interesting this week. The matchup looks good, um, so I, I would certainly take a chance on him, even if it's just as a flex option. Tyler Croft and Julius Thomas, values right. The matchups are pretty solid there at tight end. And then defense, I like the Chargers, the Rams, and the Broncos. The Jaguars I love, but you're going to have to pay a little bit for them, but you can certainly stream some pretty good options there for a decent price on defense this week. So that brings us to the end of our show this week. We will be back with you next week for another hour with all of your news and notes, uh, start sits, waiver wire pickups. 
Yeah, and some turkey. We'll definitely feature our turkeys as we do every year. And um, we've got a lot of options to choose from this year. <laughs> we'll have those for you. Certainly come back and see us. Find us all week ben long McAdoo. all over. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Find us all week long on social media at the Fantasy Football Sherpa dot com, the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page on Facebook, and on Twitter at the number four T H N inches show J K I M one six and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. Uh, we're always here to talk football with you and who to start and sit, all that good stuff. So. Thanks so much for listening. Good luck this week, unless, of course, you're playing us. Go Eagles.